mute. Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us, fully clothed. Love it. Okay, so today we have something really exciting. We are on Cultivate. And maybe Jenna, if you just want to explain to us what Cultivate is, and then uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty. Well, way to put me on the spot. (laughs) Um, Cultivate is, um, this portion of it anyways, is an online space for women to come together, um, feel safe, be vulnerable, peel the layers back. Um, and uncover our truest self um, in a space that's safe um, and has completely completely, um, allowed that to happen for so many people. So uh, yeah, we have speakers come in every week uh, to help us along our growth journey. And I'm super grateful to have you guys today. Oh, well, thank you for having us. And yeah, I, I absolutely love Cultivate. It is an amazing community and we are so grateful to be here because uh, what you're doing, Jenna, is 100% in alignment with us and we just love being able to support each other. So here we are, a little bit afraid, but fully clothed. <laughs> so a little bit about us. So Kaylin and I met 2019. Good for you. I can never remember that date. I wrote about it in my journal. (laughs) (laughs) And we met on pull-out couches and we just started chatting exactly like we do on our podcast and we are going to do here. No scripts. We were just us and we connected. And then we kind of didn't talk again. Then you started unfiltered after an Instagram post and our friendship and our passion just grew from there. And then I said to Kaylin, one day we should do a podcast. She said, yeah, let's do it. And here we are naked and a little bit afraid. We're on cultivate to just talk unscripted. We have no idea what we're going to say tonight. So buckle up, but it's about growth. (laughs) Um, You can find us on Instagram at naked and a little bit afraid pod. Uh, You can find our podcast on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, where else, Kaylin? Some other platforms that we don't know about. Um, mm. The links are the links in our Instagram bio. So click that and hopefully you'll find a streaming platform to catch us on. And um, yeah, every week we just show up and uh, randomly pick a topic out of a bowl and we talk about it. Uh, we've talked about everything from, <laughs> I don't even know dreams dreams and shit was our first one and the last one we just recorded was about masturbation so there's something for everyone (laughs) you just send in your idea we pull it from a jar and we just start chatting so there is no idea off the table but today we're going to talk about growth growth we're going to try to keep this a little pg so um growth i think that this ties in really good to who we are um I've had the privilege of watching Mel grow and she's had the privilege of watching me grow. And I think um, for our journey together, it's been really great because she's like, we should do a podcast. And in my brain, that's like, we got to do it now. Like we have the idea, we got to do it now. And I think in Mel's like her like 
past Mel would be like, no, we got to wait until it's absolutely perfect to do it. So um, we make a good balance, I think. Uh, she teaches me growth, like for growth, she teaches me patience. And I think I teach her action <laughs> so yes. together. Yeah. Just balls right in. That's what you teach me. Just go for it. Yeah. I am I what I call a recovering perfectionist. So to me, in the past more, um, if things weren't perfect, they did not happen. Well, nothing's ever perfect. So guess what? Nothing ever happened for me. Um, so for me, it was a lot of stepping back and realizing perfection does not exist. Perfection does not exist. Just go and fix as you go along. So if you don't start doing it, it's never going to happen. So that's where Kayla and she's like, just do it, Mel. Who cares? Like, go like, yeah, okay, sweet. That sounds fun. Yeah. So we came up with this idea. We came up with the um, title of it. Actually, I think it was like around the Cultivate Summit time. It was, it was when I was yeah. driving back from Vermilion with Ryan and I created, I was like, we should do a podcast. You said, yeah, that sounds cool. Then we were like naked. Oh, naked and a little bit afraid. I said, okay. I created us an Instagram page within like 30 minutes of our conversation. And then the Instagram page sat there for a really long time with one post and we kept getting followers. We're like, well, we should probably actually record a damn podcast. So, well, and I told Mel, she's like, why are we getting all of these followers? And I told her SEX sells. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) But no. Um, And so Mel's goal was uh, launching in March, but we actually launched in February. We met in the middle because I said January. And then, what'd you say? Compromise. Yeah. Yeah, that's what relationships are all about. Um, and uh, yeah, then Naked and a Little Bit Afraid was born. And our, so I think how this ties really well into growth is because our first like introductory episode, whatever, is terrible. Like the quality is awful. And, but we had no idea what we were doing. And, you know, we had talked about changing it a few times and we're like, nope, we're going to keep it the same because once you get that first one out of the way, smooth sailing. And I think we just needed to do that first one and just go for it. And now we, we put it out there and we're unattached to the outcome. Like Mel and I always joke, you know, we're just going to be old and listening back on our crazy stories. And if that's all that is great, but if we can help at least one person every single week, friggin' awesome. And that's how it happened. (laughs) And it's a great um, way of showing how growth is not linear. It is not static. It does not come without trials and tribulations And we have to learn how to ebb and flow. We listened to our first episode and we're like, holy, this sucks. Okay. Now what are we going to do? Great. Then we record an episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that, (laughs) but it's out there in the world because a big thing with our podcast is we press record and we press end and whatever we say in the middle is what gets posted. Nothing gets taken out. Nothing's edited. It is just a hundred percent that conversation. And we've been 
pretty good so far, but I guarantee along this journey, we are going to stumble and we are going to say something that we're going to listen back and be like, oh my word, what was I thinking? But we're going to come back. We're going to say, hey, I said this, this is a blunder, but this is what I have learned. I'm not going to take back what I said because I said it, but I'm going to show how I've grown and learned from what I have just said and from that mistake or failure. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. 100%. Word. <laughs> I say that. Um, and also, I think that that is what growth is. I think, you know, a year from now, even I'll, we'll be like, what the heck were we thinking? Like, look how far we've come. And that is a sign of growth where I think a lot of people take that as a sign of shame. Like you look at your past and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But you do, um, you do the best you can with what you have all the time. Like that is just, that is what you do. And then when you can look back and be like, I can't believe I did that or said that or any of the things then that's a sign of growth. You're not the same person you were back then. And that's really exciting to see. Are you reading these chats? No. Crap. I said to do it. Now I'm not doing it. Growth. Can I, can I say something? 100%. Please. <laughs> I think it's a huge sign of growth too when you um, are willing to say that kind of stuff and not take it back. Because I mm-hmm. think so often there's so many things in our mind that we want to say, but we're scared of what everyone around us will think mm-hmm. of that. So we don't say it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, growth is being courageous enough to just be you and to say it. Yeah. And you say it. And like, like we said, like, yeah, you're you, you say it. And then if you hear it back or you think about it, you're like, shit, whoops. Right. But it's, being steadfast. Yep. I said it. I did. Taking ownership is huge. Mm-hmm. I said it. This is what I said. And going forward. And also we recognize that this podcast isn't going to be for everyone and that's okay because you know what? I got a mug at um, Cultivate and it says, have the courage to be disliked. And I know that Mel and I are not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And you know what? This podcast really could offend some people. And, you know, that's not our intention, but we are all human and we have all had different experiences and we, we interpret, interpret things differently. And that's, that's okay. Um, If we offend someone, they can choose to listen to another podcast and that's okay with us Um, because we're not going to be for everyone. It is hard to accept that though. Yeah. I mean, by nature, we want to be loved by everyone in -hmm. actuality. That's not how it's going to be. If you're truly going to lead in your authentic self and lead with your heart and who you are, you will not be liked by some people. And that is okay. There is a million other people, other podcasts, other Instagram pages out there for them. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Tracy said that this is something that she needs to work on. Oh, I was not supposed to say names. Sorry. Um, to do <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> just, holy doodle. Um uh, because I would think overthink it for a year. Ooh, yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm a very overthinker in some ways, but I'm kind of letting that go a little bit. But um it is hard. 
It is really hard not to overthink. Mel, you got anything on that? I find it really. So from aside from naked and a little bit afraid, uh, Kaylin has triple R coaching. Uh, she's a life coach and uh, I have the movement and Kaylin's there as well. Um, and for me, what I struggle with and overthinking is the movement is my baby. It is me and I am growing it. And every decision I make at the end, it comes down to me. And that's where I struggle with overthinking because it's not just me that this decision is going to affect. It's going to be the greater good. So Tracy, I, oh my gosh, you just want to be a guest, you know, <laughs> we just keep saying your name um, where I, yeah, I just, I sit and I stew and I stew sometimes in my bed and I'll message Kaylin and just overthinking. And sometimes I actually don't do things. And then all of a sudden I see someone else that did it. And I'm like, well, shit, you should have just done it. <laughs> oh my gosh. My studio is falling apart in here. <gasps> gosh. And just for those that can't see it, uh, her studio is a hotel bathroom today. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so it's jumping in. So I've started now when I get the idea, I don't even like, I just do it. I don't even give myself the chance, my brain, my perfectionist brain to sit and think about it. It's like, Hey, this poster idea, do it done. Great. Okay. Then maybe I'll come back and be like, Oh my goodness. What are people going to think? I don't know, but what do you think I am? Lots of people guess <laughs> my human design. <laughs> Well, I think you're probably a generator or manifesting generator. Yes. I would be super curious to know what your authority is. Like if you're an emotional or if you're sacral, because mm. if you're sacral, you're supposed to do what's like the very first thing that comes to you, like the, your gut response. Yeah. Whereas if you're an emotional, you're allowed to think about things. And I have learned about myself. So I bet you I'm sacral because what I've learned about myself through this entire experience and as I'm growing and recovering in my perfectionism and letting my authentic self show, I can't lead with my emotion. I have to go. And every time I have went, something amazing has come from it. Yeah. Every time that I sit and I think, Either someone else does it or it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Jenna, do you have questions for us? You want to oh, leave gosh. this? Um, I always have questions. <laughs> um, what about, here's one for each of you. What would you say would be like a massive turning point? Like what was the point in your life where you decided that it was like that it was grow or go home oh I like that zinger <clears throat> I feel like I've had a few <laughs> <laughs> um life is a life is a good teacher so um uh one a massive growing point was when I completely um just quit my life and tried something new. Um, I ended my seven-year relationship. I quit my career and I completely lived on my own for the very first time. And uh, 
it was all after a retreat in Mexico. I was like, I deserve this quality of life and I'm never settling for less. And then uh, I didn't know where I was going to live, how I was going to afford to live on my own and what the heck I was going to do with this huge career shift. Um, But I just did it. I just didn't care. I just feel like I hit absolute rock bottom and I was like, whatever comes my way will be better than this the hell that I'm living in. So rock and roll. And uh, as soon as I decided, yep, I am moving out of uh, mine and my ex's house and I'm going to just do it. Um, This house that my Nana um, looked after for her friend, uh, the tenants just up and left. I'm like, perfect. Found my house. I need to rent that next. And people just started showing up with things and my house was full. And then um, I quit my career and I started selling um, clothes for a living and it didn't make sense. But in the grand scheme of things now, I understand that I needed to do that for my coaching business because I saw these women uh, super vulnerable while they're trying on clothes. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't easy, but it honestly just worked out as soon as I stopped fighting it and trusting it and leaning into peace when I've been just, I was so addicted to chaos my whole entire life that it was so uncomfortable. And then, as Mel says, the panorama ding dong hit and um, I was completely alone in a house by myself not working and I think like overachieving and and working is one of my coping mechanisms so I literally had to sit by myself and deal with my shit and that was scary but it was good and that was part of my growth as well and uh, now I am here and um just trust in the process as scary as it is and uh not very many people know this, but um, in <laughs> oh god, in uh, in May I'm moving to New Zealand. <laughs> so I don't freaking know, Jenna. I don't know. I just have a, <laughs> I just have a calling, and um, I'm trusting it. And it it feels like the same gut instinct of like get out of this house and turn your entire world. I used to say turn your entire world upside down, but actually it, f- it feels that way, but it's it's usually the right side up. And I've learned that the the more that you listen to those callings and the less you fight them, the better the quality of life you have. So uh, here we go. I don't know. Maybe we'll continue this conversation in a few months and I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm so excited, but also I love that. This is water too, just so everyone knows. I'm just trying to be fancy. (laughs) We wouldn't judge. (laughs) I wish it was wine. (laughs) Amazing. So cool. And I love how, like, love how you say that it like took, you felt like you were at rock bottom and there was nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's a big, like common denominator. For a lot of people when they start this journey is they they have no idea where to go and it's do it now or yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of the end of it right yeah and so that was definitely my experience but now with this whole New Zealand thing like my life is good 
I have a beautiful community. I love my family with my whole heart and my life is so good and I'm getting that gut feeling again. So no matter where you are in this journey, I think it's just, you got to lean into that trust because like, I'm not at rock bottom. I feel like I'm thriving and I'm like, really universe, New Zealand, are we sure? (laughs) This is big. (laughs) Yeah. But you just trust and you do it. I feel like that's like, a thing with all of this growth. Like there's so many parts of it that are so freaking hard, Mm -hmm. so freaking hard. Like, I don't even know. I've sat and cried for days, like ugly cried. Um, but yeah, the, the new bottoms don't really feel like that initial one anymore. Like there's hard things and there's struggles, but it's, it, it feels good now. Like it's exciting because you know, something good is coming, right? But I think the further you get in your journey, the more tuned into your body you get. Mm-hmm. And like, I've said this to Kaylin over and over now, like I know my body's response to like negative overwhelm and positive overwhelm. I know when I get that feeling in my gut, it's time to make that move or that change or that shift, which I didn't know eight years ago. Heck, I didn't even know it three years ago. So the more you lean in and the more you go and step out of your comfort zone and jump into the things that scare you, the more you learn about yourself, which helps you going to New Zealand, not be so overwhelming. It's overwhelming, but in a good sense now, because you're making that step as a whole being not a broken being. And those are two drastically different things. Yeah. Okay, your turn now. What was the turning point for you? There wasn't one, um, but I would say, so my oldest is going to be eight this year. So seven years ago, we'll say. sitting in a corner crying and having a newborn baby and I'm home alone. And uh, all I could do was wake up and take care of her. I didn't have anything in me to get changed. I barely fed myself. I, I I was just lost. And, um, I remember sitting in the corner of our bathroom with the lights off thinking, I can't keep doing this because I have little ones, like a little one, hopefully little ones that are looking up to me. And I want them to live the best life, the most whole life that they can live. And they are going to see how I am living. So I need to start doing something for me. That happened in my head. Nothing really happened. I wrote like a little couple blogs because that felt nice and made me happy. Now, fast forward to our last daughter, four years uh, old, um, her and her brother, 11 months apart. And I hit a massive. So Rowan was three months when I got pregnant with Avery and my postpartum hormones and my prenatal hormones went let's start a shit storm in you. And I had massive prenatal depression to the point where like, yeah, I was sitting again in the dark, but now I had two little ones plus one growing inside of me. And, um, 
Avery was born. Great. Okay, I'm going to be a good mom. I'm going to be a good mom. And again, I didn't know how because I saw black. Oh, hello. That's all I saw. Again, I was just doing the motions, getting up, putting on my leggings. I still wear leggings all the time, but <laughs> they're happy leggings now. And then I found some women that sparked something in me. It's like, huh, this is cool. I, I like this because I, I am, an, well, I was, I should say, I was a nurse. So I enjoyed helping people. But I was never fulfilled at my job. I mean, I came home, I was feeling black and heavy. I had three kids, a husband. What the hell am I supposed to do? And sitting in that corner, crying, 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 crying. I was like, what? Whatever you believe in. I believe in God. I was looking up. I'm like, there's something more for me. You need to show me the way. I need to know what I'm meant to do. The community of women just stumbled upon me. And I joined, I'm like, this is fun. I love this. And um, so I jumped in, I was nursing, leading classes. I'm like, this is great. I felt amazing, like talking to women and being like, you can do it. Woo, yay, you, empowering them. It was igniting, igniting, igniting. And then I hit a wall because I felt completely stifled. And my imagination and my creativity, I could not express any of that where I was. And then I had to decide, do you stay here? Do you stay nursing? Do you stay doing this class and feeling suffocated? I felt like a flame with like, you know, the jar, just my flicker. It was like just holding on for dear life. Or do you say goodbye to nursing? Do you say goodbye to this program you're in and you start living for you. And my friend said to me, if you were to tell your daughters what to do, if you had a hope for your daughters, what would your hope be? Your kids. Um, I said, well, to leave and live their life as them and for them. And she's like, so I think you have your answer. She's like, if you want to get out of the dark, if you want to share who you are and find who you are, you have to leave what's holding you down or a muzzle. So I did. I left nursing. I left <clears throat> the class. And then I sat there and I had in my head nothing because now I identified as a nurse. I identified as a leader. Well, now I don't have either of those. I'm mumming. And if you would ask me, will you be a stay-at-home mom? I would have laughed at you a few years ago, like no way in hell. So I was like, well, now what the hell do I do? And Ryan looked at me. He's like, well, I think you know what you want to do. You just have to do it. And he's like, and you can't be scared. You just have to go. He's like, people are going to be mad. That's not your problem. And um, so Another, I just jumped into this place of discomfort and went back to get my group fitness instructor training and graduated from that. Well, I guess I have to do something with it now. I went to school for it. And again, I'm trying to model uh, a life that I hope my children live. 
Like I want my kids to go guns a blazing, whatever you want to do. I want you to do it. Even if you're going to fall flat on your ass, you do it. So I started the movement and it just has continued to grow. Like, so I've always had periods throughout my growth, sitting in the dark hole crying because I didn't know who I was anymore. Then becoming a mom of three, sitting in the dark, crying, because I think I know who I am, but I'm not happy. Then sitting, not really in a dark hole, but I could see the light and was like, well, I'm not happy what I'm doing. So I have to do something else. Leave that. And every jump I've made has just gotten a bit brighter and brighter and brighter. And I've started to tune in to me more. And watching my kids grow into the humans they are, because I'm growing into the human I am, just pushes me to keep going. Watching those kids live into themselves, like 100% who they are. My daughter is a honey badger. She don't give a shit. And she will let you know. And I am so dang proud of her. And I will never stifle that. She's like, no, this is me. What, you want me to go to the, like, you want me to walk to the playground? No, carry me. Oh, sweet. Okay. It's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, good on you, girl. I'm not carrying you, but good on you. So it's just this constant stepping into the discomfort. And the more I stepped into the discomfort, the more the stepping into the discomfort became easier. Not in the sense of I wasn't scared, but I had faith in myself because every step I made drew me to who I was like deep down to my core. And I'm continuing. I'm not where I'm like, I am who I am, but there's so much more to me that I've yet to find out because I've just started this. The movement literally just turned a year old. That's it. Right. So I'm growing still. And it's just constantly saying yes to the fear. Yes. To my happiness. Yes. To growth. And drowning out everything else because there's going to be people that hate me. There's going to be people that are mad at me. There's going to be people that don't wish me well, that hope I fail. But that's none of my damn business. That's them. So they can think what they want. They can say what they want about me. That is not an indication of who I am as a person because I know who I am and I have such a light to share. And I am going to share it however I need to. That was an extremely long, I'm, yeah, but yeah. Mic drop. Whoa. Like, hands up if you can relate to that one. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, Mel, you are such a light. You're a beautiful human being. Thanks, Brian, you too. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's, yes, so many can relate to that. I'm one of them. Yeah. And I think it's really hard for me to pinpoint because I was thinking about this. I'm like, growth, growth, but nothing. There's no profound moment in my life where I'm like, growth. It's just been tiny little things. Right. And it wasn't one for me anyways, for some, there is a profound moment, but for me, it was just tiny little things along the way that have led me to here and have been along my growth journey. 
So sometimes people are waiting for that prophetic, for that profound, like, and that's just not usually how growth comes. It offers tidbits and you just have to say yes to those little nudges. I think too, we can like hindsight's 2020, right? So you can look back and be like, okay, this is like kind of where it began. Like mm-hmm. seven, seven years ago when it started for me, I never, never would have thought the events that took place at that time were for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, like yeah, they were crappy. <laughs> they were really crappy. Um, but I can kind of understand how they were. It's part of my journey. Yeah. I think a huge turning point for me was when I really accepted that life is happening for me and not to me. That was a huge turning point Um, because like building off of what you said, Jenna, there's, you know, I'm not selling sunshine and rainbows and anything that I do. Like I am here because of my past um, because life is the greatest teacher and um you know, I think I'm wise beyond my years because I had to grow up really quick. And, um, and, you know, you can sit there in victim mode all you want, but until you truly fully understand and see how life is happening for you, not to you, that's, I think that that's when growth happens is like, what is a lesson? What am I supposed to learn here? Take it and do it sometimes I'm a pretty slow learner and I have to learn that lesson a few times. Patience has been the most recent one that I've had to learn because when ideas come into my brain, I do them and I don't like hearing no and I don't like doors getting closed, but um, sometimes that allows us to pivot a little bit and I'm learning that magic happens in the pivoting too. I think jumping into growth, like you have to, and we talked about, you have to be ready for failure. And part of the thing that stifles us from growing, from reaching for those unimaginable goals is the fear of falling right on our ass. So we don't do it. But the beautiful thing about failure is There's so much to learn from it to make that next step in your growth journey that much more powerful or impactful because you have now learned from whatever happened before. So failure, and it's so cliche, but really failure is only failure if you don't learn from it. If you don't rise again, you're allowed to fail. And like we've said, have that moment of woe is me. Like you're allowed that you're human, but know that you can rise again from it. And when you rise, you're going to rise even brighter than you were before you fell. And that's the beautiful thing. You just have to be ready and you just have to not ready. It's ready to say yes, to go right in. Embrace for impact because it's going to come and that's fine. That's life. there's, there's always something to learn from every, like if we succeed, if we fail, whatever it is, there's always, always a lesson there. And like you said, you only fail if you don't look for that lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that like speaking to the people that are here on this call and the people that will hear this later, um, this isn't like, this is, this is not a coincidence. Like this is, this is here for a reason. Like you're listening to this for a reason. And I think that there is probably, um, there's probably, we all have this gut instinct. We all have this, um, inner knowing but what happens is we're forced to grow up and we're forced to put on all of these masks and all of these things and sometimes that really makes our flame small and sometimes that really makes us second guess our own intuition so I think that if you are listening to this um to really just find some time in your in your day or even after this call to take five deep breaths and just really listen what do I want like what is meant for me? What am I avoiding? Because Mel said in one of our, uh, the very first episode we recorded, Dreams and Shit, she talks about um, ideas and how they are. I mean, you can jump in here. <laughs> Big Magic. If you have not read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, a 10 out of 10, 15 out of 10 recommend. Um, but I don't really know where you were going with this, Kaylin. So I okay, really so don't. Know. <laughs> You're not reading my mind. What the heck? So my my thing is, is I really believe that everyone in here is for is here for a reason, and I think that reason is because we all have these ideas within us, but maybe we're too scared to bring them to life. So I hope that by having this episode or call or whatever we're doing here, um, it will inspire them to just take action. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going with this. Okay. Yes. So to stem off that now, (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert indicated, and this is my interpretation. I'd love to hear if anyone else has read it and has other interpretations, but there are a million ideas floating in this world. Not what no one owns an idea. They are sitting floating around and they're waiting to find the host, the host to bring them to life. And when you hear that idea, it doesn't wait a day to a year. No, it's given you like maybe 12 hours, like, and you got to snap it. And sometimes an idea comes and we're not ready for it. And that's okay too. But when you hear the idea, when you hear that calling and you say, yes, that it, it finds you the host to bring it to life. And so when you're hearing that idea, and if there's something holding you down, like that idea came to you for a reason. That idea believes you are the person to bring it to life and to do it justice. And sometimes we go along. And so I started the movement, um, a dance, dance fitness and a restore mobility. And that idea, maybe it, it's sitting in me right now. It's like, "Mm, you're not the person I needed to actually bring me to life, but I need you to find me the host that will do me, um, I wouldn't say proud because I believe it's proud of me now, but to bring me to full light. So yeah, you're on this call for a reason. If there is an idea that you have been hearing repeatedly, maybe there's something that keeps coming back to you. I say, go for it. It's not a coincidence that you keep thinking about it. It's not a coincidence that you're here. You are meant to bring it into this world. And I 
believe you all have this light within you, this amazing light to share with this world. And we need you. This world is an extremely dark place and we need all the beautiful light in all of its forms to just brighten this world. So I really encourage if there's that idea, do it. I'll, I'll walk alongside you. Honestly, I just, I hate seeing ideas sit in people when you know that they could just do it like wonderful, like glory and the world needs it. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'll walk alongside you too. And you know what happens sometimes with ideas is like you follow that idea and then it brings you to another idea. And then you're like, Whoa, okay. Okay. And you just follow these little trail crumb, like little breadcrumbs. Like at the age of 19, I was working as an educational assistant, hanging out with five-year-olds for five years. And I was like, why am I doing this? I don't really know if I actually like kids. And then it, it brought me to the fact of like people that are holding these children are so unfulfilled. And we are focused so much on these children and we're taught that like we can help these children and fix these children. But really what it is, is like, what environment are they growing up in? And I'm not saying like, you know, parents are terrible. I'm saying that that is the hardest goddamn job on this planet. If you choose to bring children into this world, you have just signed up for the hardest freaking job. You are going to be unfulfilled. You cuz you have to give all of you to these little creatures. Um so I'm not blaming parents. What I'm saying is like that job led me to where I am today where I am so fired up and passionate about empowering women and helping them feel this um this wholeness and to feel fulfilled because I know how much it takes to give to everyone else. And I don't look at my five years as an educational assistant as failure. I did it. And then I realized when the time was done and then in the Sobeys parking lot, I got this little idea in my brain, huh? Children aren't, aren't the problem. So people that hold them, you need to be there for the people that hold them. I'm like, how am I going to do that? And then I told, I voiced one time, I'm like, I'm going to host retreats. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to give these women a weekend away from these little creatures and I'm going to pour into them. And then I like voiced that to one person, one person. And she said, you can't do that. You're not qualified. And I believed that. So then I stayed stuck for another two years and then it just hit me. I'm going to do it. I have to do it. I am the person to do it. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not the only person that hosts retreats. This idea is in a lot of different people and you get different retreats with everyone you go to. And that's the thing is when these ideas find you, when you have that passion burning in your belly, of course, there's other people already doing it. And that's okay because it's not theirs. We all bring our own uniqueness. And I think that, you know what? There's multiple grocery stores for for a reason. There's multiple different kinds of phones. There's multiple different types of vehicles. And that's because people trust trusted their own intuition and their own ideas. Oh my gosh, this person that I will not re- that I will not name <laughs> says, 
something that keeps coming up for me hosting retreats but i have a huge block around it oh i just so hard not to use people's names i'm like girl (laughs) just freaking do it just do it like what is the what is the worst thing that could happen you put it out into the world and nobody comes (laughs) well you got a whole weekend to yourself then rock and roll (laughs) Woo! Ooh, cultivate in Ontario. Hmm. There we go. Is this person that shall not be named? Uh, does she live in Ontario? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll come to Ontario. I mean, friggin' a. Her sign me up. You got one person. Boom. Done. Done. <laughs> I'm coming too. There you yeah. go. Look at that. Woo. It depends on where I am in the world, but if <laughs> I'm here, I will be there. <laughs> No, seriously, just do it. Oh, Northern Ontario. Okay, people, if you're in Northern Ontario, this girl's going to host a retreat for you. There you go. Now you have to do it. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm manifesting a private jet, so I'll take all of us too. There we go. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, you know, you can manifest and a tour bus. I'd like to start with a tour bus. Yeah, that's more feasible, maybe. No, don't you change your manifesting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um, seriously, just friggin' do it. On my first retreat, I I was so scared. I only invited people that I knew. And I was like, hey guys, just lay it on me. How terrible was this? They're like, it was amazing. The thing that I'm learning about the more retreats I go to and the more things that I do is less is more. People are so burnt out. Like you might think that you have to plan this extravagant thing, but at the end of the day, People just need a break from their lives. So don't put pressure on yourself. Trust your intuition and just do it. Northern Northern Ontario sounds like a beautiful place. We better go. Done. Ooh, yeah. her jam is slowing down, so I dig it. There you go. You have the whole friggin' thing just planned. planned. Book the place. Done. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what? lady that shall not be named please reach out to me we got we got some words we need to have (laughs) okay jenna you know what can i segue quickly yeah how you said with your educational system and like how jenna said there in hindsight like when you look back you're like everything falls into your lap for a reason or into your life for a reason like i went into nursing because i loved helping people and from nursing i learned a the system is broken and B, we're not focusing on people actually being whole well-beings. We're only focused on a tiny, like tiny piece of it. And we like to band-aid mm-hmm. stems. Then from that go, 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 we bring to the movement where my goal and my hope and my wish for everyone is to live a life whole as a full well-being body, mind, and soul. Because when we're only focused on one facet of our being, we aren't a well-being. We are not a whole and healthy human because the body, the mind, and the soul are so beautifully like interconnected that they feed off of one another. And so my goal and my wish and my hope all stems back to nursing, which seemed like whatever, you know eight year ago, Mel, I don't remember when I said, whatever, but it like everything falls into your life, relationships, hardships, 
joys, all of that for a reason. And we just might not know it. And you know what? We may never know why certain things happen, but they all happen to us for a reason. So, mm -hmm. yes, holistic approaches, 100%. Okay. <laughs> Is this where I start singing? I'm not sure. 